You're listening to the Outlandish Outcast Podcast. Welcome to Outlandish Outcasts. I'm your host, Al. With me, as always, is the lovely Desiree. I almost forgot my name today. Hi, Desiree. How you doing? Oh, my goodness. And I'm over here sitting here like, <laughs> I'm way too easily amused. Yeah, I almost forgot my name and i didn't at know least i didn't almost forget my name yeah that's true it's a good thing breathing's automatic <laughs> <laughs> oh funny 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 that's all i have to say so are you gonna kick us off this week uh yes okay. it's your turn no it's my turn is that how things work it is every other we take turns because sharing is caring yeah I hate sharing. Ick. Anyways, so this story, I am positive, 100% positive you had heard about it because this was just in the last week. Okay. But I had to pull it. I don't know. Last week, I've been following pretty much one kind of news and one kind of news only, and you're not bringing that kind of news here, so. You haven't been on Reddit at all? Well, I'm on Reddit every day. This is from Reddit. It okay. started with Reddit. It became like an internet okay. thing. And I didn't realize it. I answered on one of my friend's pages. And then I realized, oh, wow, this, this actually went viral. Okay. So people are weirded out to discover that some people don't have an internal monologue. Mm. So this actually went viral last week. Okay. I did not read about this last week, but... Well, no, there was a study back in 2011, it sounded like, but somebody on Reddit or Twitter or somewhere along the lines mm-hmm. there um, posted, fun fact, some people have internal narratives and some don't. So as in some people's thoughts are like sentences they hear and some people just have an abstract nonverbal thoughts and have um, to consciously verbalize them. And most people are aware of the other type of person or aren't aware of the Mm. other type of person. So a friend of mine posted, she's like, I hear everything I'm saying in full sentences. And I was like, oh, I don't because I think so fast. Like, even if I was to type, there's no way I could keep up up with what I'm actually thinking because Mm -hmm. I'm not thinking in sentences okay and then i woke up that morning the next morning and i posted on her page maybe i do think in sentences but it must be at the start of the day when i can think clearly (laughs) (laughs) because i could hear myself thinking in sentences i not only think in sentences i listen in sentences i know this doesn't make any sense but when i'm intently listening to somebody i'm literally repeating the words in my head as they're saying them i like, that's, that's how crazy. my brain functions. If I did that, I wouldn't be hearing them anymore. It, it's very tough with very fast talkers sometimes. <laughs> so what do you do with me? Just listen to I as much as I can. I talk as fast as I would like to on here. Yeah. I talk fast, especially if I'm excited. Yeah. This is when you ignore me, isn't it? What? What'd you say? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you remember the other day when I was sitting in the chair and I was thinking of everything I needed to do in a day. Mm-hmm. 
And I know you were kind of looking at me all weird, like, what the hell is wrong with you? And I'm like, you want to know what's going on in my head? It started off here. And then I went from, I should be doing this, but wait, I need to be working on this and I need to be working on this and this and this and this. Mm -hmm. Like, but I wasn't thinking it. I was picturing myself in all these different spots of, I should be here doing this or I should be working on this, but I wasn't actually talking to myself. Yeah, my brain doesn't function in pictures at all. Like, I never picture myself doing anything. It's always words. It's, it's always a string of words. Sometimes it's words, but usually I am the type of person that I have to talk out loud if I need to hear it. Hmm. I will sit there and I will move my lips where nobody can see it. Because I cannot, it was like a struggle in school. I remember people would be sitting there reading and I'm like, I, I don't understand this. Like I remember in like second, third grade, just sitting Mm -hmm. there, everybody's reading silently, silently. And I had to be moving my lips in order to read it silently to myself (laughs) because I, I was reading the words. But they weren't forming sentences in my head. Everybody's brain works a little different. I mean, it's. I always knew people's, I obviously I have no idea what exactly anybody else's thoughts are like, but just with, and I know the little bit of reading I'd done on this, it's not like actual photographic, but the way somebody with a photographic no. memory remembers things is way different than the way I you remember things. picture what you saw. Yeah. So that's I can't why I've always wondered, anything. I know I don't have a photo, like a photographic memory, but mm-hmm. sometimes I wonder if I do because... I will picture what I was reading prior, but I'm not like some people where you can go through a book and go, it was on page, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. I can't picture that. Like, I think, and I thought, I've thought about this actually fairly recently. I was talking to somebody, maybe it was Ava. We were talking about reading books and I told her I really, really struggle reading fiction because I can't picture things in my head. See, and I so can picture things. I like nonfiction I can. because the words and means something more than just that's going to be a, they mean a reality which i can't picture in that's going to be our youngest child unless he can picture it in fortnite or minecraft yeah yeah so, pretty much but there were people that commented um the article that i got was okay. or iflscience.com mm-hmm. um but some of them is For me, I've always assumed that everybody has an internal monologue and that the monologue is voiced as uh, Patrick uh, Stewart. (laughs) (laughs) It's odd to learn that people don't have this at all or portrayed by someone other than Captain Picard. That's funny. Um, Another person was, I'm sitting here trying to imagine what hearing your voice in your head constantly narrating your every waking moment feels like. And I'm so bleeping glad <laughs> my mind doesn't do this. And then another person. So not everyone has a voice inside their head that never, ever shuts up. My internal narrative is, um, I have these highlighted really dark. My internal narrative and I find this almost impossible to comprehend. Um, another mm. one is, what is this real? Do you think, if not in sentences in your head? Um, this is so wild. I can't imagine thinking in actual sentences and hearing an internal monologue. People really think, think in sentences. Like it confused me. Like, do I do that? Like I was confused. Like, do I actually do this and not realize I do this? Because I didn't think I did this, 
So before I even responded the first time, I'm like, I don't think I actually talk out loud to myself. And I mm. thought of like when I was younger, struggling with reading because of the fact that it's, I couldn't, I couldn't put words together in my own head. It, it's one of those things that nobody talks about how everybody does it so differently. So you don't under, you don't it's realize blowing. It. So uh, that's why the internet blew up over this. It's about as mind blowing. I remember, I remember the internet blowing up about 10 years ago. Over the blue dress? No, this was that was less than 10 <laughs> years ago. Over the, do you sit or stand to wipe? Because nobody's... Sit, sit or stand to wipe? Nobody's in the bathroom when you what? wipe your butt. Your butt? Nobody's in the bathroom when you wipe your butt. And turns out about 50% of the population sit, 50% of the population stand. And it's what? amazing. Oh my God. Don't it's even true. answer this. I'm not answering ah. it. I refuse. But it is about a 50-50 toss-up in, in the country. Because every culture is a little different, so but in the U.S. Yeah, it's about a fifty-fifty toss-up. Yeah, because not everybody uses toilets or toilet paper. No, it's about paper. a. But in the U.S., it's about a fifty-fifty toss-up, which blows people's mind when they hear that because it's something you've never discussed with anybody in your life. I I am like seriously <laughs> mind boggled. Like I didn't realize there was more than one way to do this. Yeah. Oh my god. Anyways. I didn't either until the first time I heard somebody on the internet talk about it. <laughs> Well, some lady on here, she did a, a little survey or whatever, mm -hmm. and or a poll. She said, let's try this. So 59% responded thoughts as words, 14 thoughts as concept, 19 both, which I think I'm going to be both because I can hear myself say sentences, but mm -hmm. it's usually, I'm, I don't know. Anyways, 8% no idea what this means. <laughs> <laughs> and then they were talking, she, this person was talking about... Um, the scientific studies, a small study in 2011 to get a picture about how people think. And they had people come in for a week and they had set off or set up a timer. Mm -hmm. And when it was done, they were done. But they would they had to write um, notes down of what was going on inside their heads moments before it went off. Mm. So they it actually went on for several weeks. So that way they could get used to this mm -hmm. and be more relaxed. Because I know if somebody sat me down the moment I even read this or even was like told, hey, write down what you're thinking. I'd first be going, what I'm thinking, there's like a thousand yeah. things going through my head at once. Like, I don't think one small, simple little thing. And I think you've learned this mm -hmm. living with me for a long time. I don't have one thought going on no. at one time. My brain has like 10 different conversations going on at once. And sometimes I wonder how I function. <laughs> <laughs> but no. And I had a feeling you were going to say when I was reading this, I'm like, how much you want to bet he hears sentences? Yes, definitely. So is it in your own voice or is it? It's in my own voice. It's not like Captain Picard. No, it's in my own voice, maybe a little deeper, but it's in my own voice. <laughs> <laughs> if I was to hear myself, it would have to be a Minnie Mouse because I've been told so many times, working in so many different call centers, you get the older people on the phone, and all I would hear is, can you talk to her? She has one of those high-pitched voices, and the hearing aid's not even picking it up. <laughs> and I'm like, I knew I talked like Minnie Mouse. But I don't. You don't talk like Minnie Mouse. No. We've got like 40 episodes to prove it. I know. <laughs> and I've never understood what they've meant 
like are the recordings that sucky of me where it doesn't sound like Minnie Mouse? I've never understood it. No idea. Never understood it. So, but anyways, that's my story. If you'd like to leave a comment, definitely. I'd love to hear what other people me too. have to say. About let us know if you sit or stand. No. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to let Al know if you sit or stand, uh, feel free. We'll maybe have to do a poll on that. Yeah. But I want to know if other people like picture things. Maybe you are like me where you hear both. Because I do hear both, but I'm more of a picture type person. Or hear both. I see and hear. Mm-hmm. But I'm more of a picture. I'm seeing it happening in my head picture type thing. Yeah. Like it's a dream going on up there. And if you do full sentences, if there's someone other than you narrating your story. That would be interesting. I want to know who this is. Maybe it's your mom, but maybe it's someone like, like, if you're me, Johnny Depp would be like narrating my story. <laughs> Sorry, honey. That's but okay. <laughs> And okay. It, it would be um, Jack Sparrow because <laughs> I would be picturing him talking to me. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Sorry, he's really good looking with the eye eyeliner. I don't yep. call me crazy. So that's the end of my story. But yeah, right. any comments? Let us know. I I want to hear what you guys have to say. He looks lost and confused. Oh, I just noticed something. Does, is did you print out the same story as me? No, not even close. Is today's date at the top of every one of your pages? Uh, no. He's only on the website. It's weird. Okay, never mind. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I, I my go first off story. Of Google Docs. What do you use? Uh, Instapaper. But anyway, did my, you put it uh, a header that, on there? It might. It might. But it might have pulled from Instapaper that way. I don't know. That's anyway, hilarious. Um, my first story. You might have. You very well might have heard of this before, being your, um, your past educational background. But I found it my extremely past educational background, like high school. No, I'm no, just kidding. no, 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 college. <laughs> just kidding. College. Um, have you ever heard of the Rosenhan experiment? Pavlock? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> this was this was an experiment run by Doctor David Rosenhan. I feel like is this the jail thing? No, this is not the jail thing. This was a this was in the '60s. He was really curious to see how accurate people, how accurate uh, psychiatrists were when they diagnosed somebody. They're not very accurate at all. So what he did was he put together an experiment in, hold on, I'll pull the year. I'm not looking at it right here. In 1960, between 1969 and 1972, he got eight people together. There are five men and three women. They, each one of them came up. Uh, each one of them decided to, they were going to go check in to a hospital and tell them that they were hearing voices. Okay. Uh, they each said they were either hearing a voice say empty or a voice say alone. This was huh. their only symptom. They would, th- there was no other symptoms that they would, they, and they weren't hearing these voices, of course. So they all got diagnosed with... N- all, like major depression. All eight of them were diagnosed as schizophrenic. I knew che- that was what you were going to say, but that's checked, not where they should have been. And checked in to a full-time mental institution. One voice, one word. Yep, that's it. Like, you're feeling empty inside, 
so alone. I wonder what voice they were hearing. <laughs> was there an inner monologue or was it there? <laughs> or maybe it was just a picture of someone sitting in a corner all alone. <laughs> anyway. Rocking um, back and forth like the, the The pseudo patients, which is what they were called because they weren't real. Before they went in, they, they were really worried that they were going to get caught. You know, that somebody was going to figure them out. And turned out nobody figured them out. No. Um. But with, between the eight Back of them... Back in those days, they don't. They just throw you in a room and you're good to go. Between the eight of them, they, their stays averaged anywhere from nine days to 54 days was the longest holy stay somebody had. Holy! During this time, they would do things that they normally would do, and it would show up in their medical records as odd. The doctors would write, it's odd. That's he spends his day reading. for stuff. <laughs> you know. Odd? Yeah. Th- yeah. <laughs> or he spends his day talking to everybody around him, happened to be a talkative person, you know. In the end, only one of the eight was released and said, you're all good. The other seven were released and said, you still have schizophrenic tendencies, but we're going to let you go. But see, they didn't have a book back in those days, and they were just starting to identify things i mean they've always identified things mm-hmm. but they weren't as in depth no, so and, you hear something this, like a voice and all of a sudden you have schizophrenia mm-hmm. when it could just be as simple as um depression because you can even hallucinate with mm-hmm. depression oh yeah this experiment actually went a long way to changing um a lot of the way facilities were run at the time it took a long time to get there obviously um, but the one thing every one of them did say was they were really surprised how easy it was to fool the doctors. And they all did the same thing. They said after the first week, they said they, the voices went away. Well, they said and it was they really, kept them there. They kept them there with one person for 54 days. I was going to say 50 some days. Well, most you said 15, so I'm assuming... Oh, anyways. But the one people they couldn't fool... Most of the other people in the mental institution well, yeah. would tell them, you're not crazy. You're just, you're a journalist or something trying to do something or. <laughs> yep. You're just like them over there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I just thought that was. <laughs> I wonder what kind of meds they gave them for those. Um, they, they were all sub- prescribed different medications. None of them took any of them, according to the study. Really? Um, they, they were able they to get, were able away, to get with away with hiding it, not wow. actually taking the medication. They were probably taking, I can't think of the name. It starts with an L. I want to say lithium, and that's so not yeah, it. I'm not, but I'm, I'm not sure what they were, uh, what, what schizophrenics were are taking. usually um, diagnosed with. If I could think of the word, something along those lines, though, where it just sounds like a heavy duty drug. Yeah. Well, this, uh, this study, like I said, it was from 19. 19- 69 to 72 and then in 1974 he did a second study with like a hundred different people all over the country with the same results it was kind of sad yeah that that's that is sad i'm I'm, i mean our mental health in this country has a long way to go but we have come a long way (laughs) well they've actually stopped allowing those types of studies like that because of ethical reasons that it could harm people whether you like it or not well, of course, but yeah. um there was the last study that was allowed in the united states it actually caused ptsd on most it. people I believe it so yeah it was it's pretty crazy 
That and that is my first story. Little little psychology just for you. I love psychology. So my next one, I know I've talked to you about this very vaguely because I didn't know how true it was, but I thought it was I mean, I knew it was true. I just didn't know how the story actually went. But my grandma okay. told me this when I was a little, little, little girl. When I was a little, little, little girl. Well, okay, she told me when I was like eight or something, but that's still little. That's little. little. But when I was probably about four or five years old, me and my sister both received these material Cabbage Patch dolls. Okay. But they were material. They were not store-bought. Mm-hmm. My um, first Cabbage Patch doll was material. Had yarn hair, yep. and it was all like nylon material type stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. And I remember my grandma was telling me those are the original Cabbage Patch dolls. Okay, maybe. Because the guy who came up with the Cabbage Patch dolls in the stores were ripped off from somebody else's idea. They are okay. not the original that Cabbage Patch dolls. At all. <laughs> so I always grew up knowing this, but I questioned it because it was like not very many people seem to have known it either. Yeah. So I came across a story on Facebook in my ad, which I don't know how because I haven't researched dolls or anything <laughs> like that. Um, but it popped up or maybe a friend shared it and I opened it and I was like, this is the story. <laughs> so it was about famous Cabbage Patch kids have been hiding a secret for decades. Um, and they were created in 1978. Okay. Good year. Good year to create. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I am going to beg to differ with that year. But anyways, um, they're adorable, adoptable dolls with their round um, faces. Dimple faces actually have a pretty, and they have the pretty dark backstory. Mm-hmm. Um, they were an immediate hit noted for their adorable smiles and the desire to be adopted by children. And they were suddenly everywhere that you would look. I remember these things being everywhere. 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 And I think it was because of these dolls we'd be in school talking about, I was found in a cabbage patch, my parents (laughs) said. And then there's me. No, there's me. I had a friend who was like, my parents bought me on blue light special (laughs) and they weren't allowed to return me because I was bought on blue light. And I'm like, oh, yeah, well, my dad said a bird shipped me out and they felt sorry for me and picked me up and took me home. (laughs) That's what my dad told me. (laughs) Uh, Great family. I wonder if he's going to hear this because he knows that's true. (laughs) Landed on a rock. But anyways, I wasn't found in a cabbage patch. <laughs> That's why I'm a little rough around the edges. So um, anyways, Xavier was the man who created the cabbage patch dolls mm-hmm. with the plastic. Yep. Um, and they smelled so good. They did smell good. Mm-hmm. Um, so first began developing the dolls. They were actually called the little people. And this was um, at that time... Well, I know there were little people too. I'm like that. I'm shocked. No wonder why it changed. 
Okay, so it was at that time that he had developed the concept that the dolls could be adopted rather than purchased. It was an idea that had, no one had ever heard of before. So that's kind of what made him a little bit of a hit, too. Okay. Um, at first, the dolls were only sold in Xavier's own gift shop, but eventually um, they got their own store, the Babyland General Hospital in Cleveland, Georgia. After that, the young man's business began to quickly blossom. And then it wasn't until like four years later in 1982 that he began to license out a smaller version of the toys, um, of the toys to a company called Cal- Colico. <laughs> Coleco? <laughs> I don't know. Mm. So. Are they the people who made the Coleco Vision video I, game? Machine? The what? Never mind. I don't know. I, I don't know anything about video games. You know this. <laughs> um, but. Xavier gave the Cabbage Patch kids um, moniker, I want to say monikicker, but (laughs) (laughs) moniker and developed their unusual background story. And that was when he was 10 years old, he accidentally discovered the kids while following a bunny bee. After that, it became his mission to help find the Cabbage Patch kids loving homes. Um. But the dolls weren't as original as he led people to believe. In fact, there were already another line of dolls on the market, and that was practically identical to the Cabbage Patch Kids. So several years before Xavier introduced the dolls, mm-hmm. um, an artist named Martha Nelson Thomas had already began crafting similar dolls, and she had called doll babies, and she'd sell them at arts and craft fairs. Okay. So, um, she eventually learned that he was selling these. She went to his shop. She confronted him. She was upset more because she, he was buying her dolls and then selling them for a higher price. So, and that's how it originally had started out before the toy company kind of got kicked in there. Um, they went to court over it and... Um, she didn't have it patented, but the judge did take her side on it. Okay, cool. So he had to stop selling them. Well, th- he didn't stop selling them. They came to an agreement, to an agreement. on it sure, she had because to pay it was the principle kind of royal- that she wanted. It wasn't the fact. It was the fact that he stole this idea yeah. from her because he even took a lot of similarities from the dolls she had and just incorporated them into his own. Okay. So, but. She never told anybody exactly what it was, and she couldn't really talk about it, but she was able to put her own grandkids through college even because of this. That's cool. So so that's kind of the background history. I mean, he stole the idea. I I was so jealous of Cabbage Patch Kids because I had what my mom told me was a Cabbage Patch Kid, but it was a knockoff Cabbage Patch Kid. I mean, it still had the adoption paper, which was a really important. Maybe you part, had the original, like I had. I'm sure I didn't have an original. There's no way I did. You I'm to, sure it was I some thought knockoff. Mine was that, a knockoff, though, but it was an original. My grandma was trying to tell me it I'm was an original. Positive, mine was actually made by like a family member, like oh. type thing. Like, but they had like adoption papers printed up for Mikey, little baby Mikey. Mikey. Yeah. Yeah. No, I remember my grandma saying. If something goes wrong with it, you can send it to this place mm-hmm. and they'll fix it. Like hmm. the lady will fix it, patch it up, repair it for free. No wow. cost. That's cool. 
So oh, cool. I thought that was kind of cool. That's cool. All right. My next story is a little bit of history. And no. not that in-depth. And it's kidding. not a long story. But prior to the United States taking, um, taking on the Louisiana Purchase. Oh, God. The Louisiana Purchase? Prior this, to this is where I started hating history because I failed that test. Well, prior to this, Fr- uh, France owned that territory of the country. Yeah, it confused me. And <laughs> France at this time is very poor. And they want to colonize Louisiana, but they can't. They have like 700 people there. And they can't afford to send many people there. And the people they can afford to send there don't want to go because it's it's in the bayou. Yeah, it's not in the it's best New place. New Orleans in the world. is more or less where it's, they kind of set up the French yeah, quarters. Yeah. Um. So they toyed around with ideas and they tried to you know figure out a way. How can we convince people to move to America Give them or money. to Louisiana, which wasn't <laughs> wasn't considered America at the time. Um. But the uh, this man named John Law, he was the France's. Um, the owner of France's uh, central bank. So he was like one of the very, very rich people in, in the city or in the country, excuse me, um, had an idea that he thought might work. Eureka. So he started just doing things like printing up brochures and making it sound really extravagant, <laughs> which isn't <laughs> that like great of an you're idea. You're going to go on a trip. And then he decided to turn uh, to... His idea took a little bit of a turn. He decided that he would take people who didn't really have much of a choice at the time. France's prisons were relatively full. Ugh. And he made a deal with any prisoner that wanted to take the deal. He would release you from prison if you married a prostitute (gasps) and relocated to Louisiana. Oh, my God. (laughs) He was trying to get rid of all the bad out of France. So... They actually this they set up a a, a colony uh you know not a colony a, a a town they set up Biloxi Louisiana, um and it became known <laughs> as a place for you know, ex cons and prostitutes. Shortly after that, the French people who had been there earlier decided to move a little further to the west, which is where New Orleans was then founded there because they were trying to run away from all the criminals uh... and the prostitutes who were conned into coming to America, basically. I just thought that was interesting. They founded, you know, they founded a, a land all the way across the ocean with ex-prisoners and prostitutes. Uh, I have so many things going through my head right now. It's not even funny. Really makes me want to, you know, befriend somebody from down there and see some DNA analysis done. I think that would be really interesting. It's like... I don't even know if I dare say this. I'm sitting here and I'm like, is that where the word pimp came in somewhere along the line? Maybe. I have because, no idea. you know, they were not married for love. No. So then the, you got a prisoner, a criminal, yeah. who's and with this girl and he knows she's a prostitute yeah. and he doesn't even give two licks about her because they're not in love. And you're going to this a new a place deal. where you don't know and anybody or know how like you're going to make money. And he's probably like sitting there and he's like, bitch. We need some money. Yeah. You get out there and you work that. Very well could be. Very well could be. So sad. I'm, I have never been to Louisiana, but I'm sure it is not full of criminals and prostitutes now. Oh. 
Okay. I'm sure they have some. I mean, I was gonna everywhere say, I'm does. pretty sure it, it there is. <laughs> everywhere does. Never been there myself, but it's one of those places where I just certain towns, I guess. I've always wanted to go to New Orleans. I New Orleans, I could see it being a thing there. I mean, I'd like to go there before they don't exist and they're in the ocean. What's <laughs> gonna happen? You know it's going to happen. Well, I'm pretty sure with the rising water, it's going to happen. It'll be one of the first to they go. They say they're California under she- is going to go under underwater too, and they're just on fire. They're on fire, and they have a, a fault line running through them that's going to crack them off into the ocean. Large enough earthquake. They might just turn into an island, Alan. They might. And then we'll all want to travel there because it's an island. Yeah, I've got to go to those islands. Oh, those people on that edge better... St- Stand their grounds and keep their land there because they will eventually be living on an island. Yeah. And then they can sell their property for a lot more money. Yeah, it's already worth enough out there. <laughs> but then it'll be worth a lot more if it's an island. This is true. This is true. Especially if it doesn't go underwater. <laughs> it could happen. So my last story is about a little town called Paris, Texas. Paris, Texas. I've heard of Paris, Texas. I have two once. And it was for WTBX. They were having some what what country has a city? What is one city in every country that I can't even say it. Okay. Like every country has a Paris? Every country has a Paris, and that's how I heard about it, Paris, Texas. I was probably 13 or 14. (laughs) How I remember that is beyond me. So I came across this, and I'm like, no kidding. So I pull it up, and it was for a travel thing. Guess what they have in Paris, Texas? An Eiffel Tower. They do. Awesome. With a cowboy hat on top of it. Look at that. See? Cowboy hat on top of the Eiffel Tower. And they did it because of Paris, France. Of course. I got to market it somehow. (laughs) So you can go travel there. It's a 60-foot tall replica monument that was built by local iron union. Um, And you can just go see it. It's the second largest Eiffel Tower and the second largest Paris. So it's got itself a little theme there. Quite the distinction. (laughs) Oh, well, yeah. And I think the cowboy hat. And I think it's kind of funny because if you look at it with the hat on it, it almost looks like there's saddlebags. It does. On the bottom where like the leather pants would be. Like there's also saddlebags (laughs) or maybe the gun holsters or something there. And I was just like, oh, my God. Ah." That is hilarious. So... Random place to Honey, go see if you're in Texas. I'm going to take you on a romantic vacation to Paris. <laughs> and we'll go to Paris, Texas. It's over. <laughs> I would I would rather go to, even though I've been to San Antonio, I'd rather go to San Antonio yeah. again because they have the one, the Alamo is there, but the river walk right across the street from the Alamo is really mm-hmm. pretty. Hmm. I so, would like to go someday for sure. I've driven through go Texas, without me. but that's it's all not, I've ever done. I was at Bigfoot. Through. I guess I spent Texas a couple is of, kind of a cool state. I spent a couple of days in Dallas when I was a teenager, but I drove through Dallas. That was kind of scary when you're like not even twenty years old yeah. and you're driving with your friend who's maybe I wasn't even nineteen. No, I was like twenty. And you're driving with your friend who is barely twenty one years old and you yeah. have two little kids in the back seat. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. It was kind of interesting. Hmm. Or maybe it was Houston. Dallas or Houston, one of the two. Cool, cool. My final story. I spent a lot of time in the last week thinking about birthdays because my birthday was last week. Happy birthday. Yeah. <gasps> thinking of that. Aren't you glad I didn't bring the history of Valentine's Day? I was going to open with that. I thought you were that. going to. I really I was, did. I even thought of it today like. I bet he thinks I'm going to bring up Valentine's Day and I'm going to, and I was going to open. I forgot. I totally forgot, but I was going (laughs) to open with, you know what I brought today? It's the history of Valentine's Day. You know, the thing where the corporations made up the (laughs) holiday. So people would buy their Hallmark cards and candy. (laughs) There we have it. I guess I brought a poor story. (laughs) But what I brought was, 13 bizarre birthday traditions from around the world. Like cake? I make you no. pick some <laughs> sort of a cake because it drives me nuts that you Not, don't want well, anything like cake that. Cake is mentioned in the story. It's it, it's mentioned in the beginning of the story that us, you know, Americans like cake for our birthday. You don't. I don't. No. You're weird. But oh. in, in Vietnam, everybody celebrates their birthday on the same day. What? It's a national birthday holiday. And everybody celebrates it. That's stupid. I thought it was interesting. I want my own day. I, know I will you never do. I live know there. You do. Never. <laughs> um, in Australia, most birthdays are barbecues. And I could handle that. Instead of cake, they eat fairy bread. It's a buttered bread covered in sprinkles. Um, the bread better be good, otherwise, forget that. <laughs> In China, Chinese children eat long egg noodles for their birthday. No, no. Uh, it's a tradition that helps ensure long life. No. Uh, in Denmark, children wake up to find their presents scattered around their bed. Parents place them there as they're asleep. Uh, it's also a tradition to hang a flag up outside so everyone knows knows it's somebody's birthday in the house. I could live there. Um, England. Uh, birthday cake is eaten cautiously. <laughs> Since middle evil times, it has been tr- tradition to put small trinkets inside the birthday cake, like coins and <laughs> no, things I like would that. choke. I would choke because I already have issues eating my food as it is, and I chew my food. But you've even witnessed me yes. choke. <laughs> if uh, <laughs> if you do happen to reach one hundred in England, you do get a telegram from the Queen wishing you a happy birthday. I thought that was kind of cool. Huh? That is kind of cool. Um, in Germany. <laughs> Being single is never easy, but it's a real problem in Germany. When men turn 30, if they're still single, they must sweep the stairs of City Hall while their friends throw trash and debris on the steps. So (laughs) women in town know you're still single. That's funny. That's a good way to like be like, well, we know he's available, ladies. Anyone interested? In Holland, uh, the birthday cake is actually pancakes. And they're sprinkled with powdered sugar, usually served with hot chocolate or lemonade. I don't know about the hot chocolate. I've never had lemonade before. So, you know what? I think we need to try that. That almost, I could see that with powdered sugar. Yeah, probably be good. Yeah. I think the kids would be up for that. They eat lemons like apples. Yeah, this is true. Very weird children. Uh, Ireland. Birthdays are fun for everyone except for the person celebrating the birthday. Uh-oh. It is tradition to hold the birthday child upside down and bump their head on the floor once for every year of their life, plus <gasps> once more for good luck. <laughs> <laughs> 
Are they idiots? Oh, wait. They were dropped on their head a few times <laughs> throughout their life. <laughs> in Russia, who needs cake? You eat birthday pie in Russia. Uh, and a special message is scratched right into the crust for your birthday. As long as it's good pie, I can handle that. I might be able to live in Russia. Uh, Canada. Fairly close to, to where we're at. they're kind of like England, so I have this feeling they're going to be close Kids to that. Kids who live on the Atlantic side of Canada get ambushed on their birthdays so their noses can be greased, which means bad luck can't stick to you. Uh, a wrapped coin is placed between layers of the birthday cake and good luck forever, whoever See, finds coins it. coins and the cake. Yep. That's England. What about the the other side? Uh, it doesn't. I don't, I don't know. You cut <laughs> it off. North Korea. You are not allowed to have a birthday on July 8th or December 17th. Boy, I wonder why. <laughs> because uh, Kim Il-sung and Kim Jong-il I both knew died it. on these dates. Died? Uh, these are the I former thought they were their birthdays. Died on those dates. And it means that about 100,000 North Koreans celebrate their birthday on the wrong day. Um, I knew that was going to be something similar, at least. Yeah. Japan, uh, it's tradition to make sure you are dressed in totally brand new clothes every year on your birthday. I'd rather have the cake. Yeah. Um, and India. Finally, India. Children in India, on their birthday, you give presents to other people. You, what the hell? <laughs> you pass out presents to your classmates, and you visit a shrine in order to receive a blessing during the day. With uh, Gandhi? Instead of cake, the birthday boy, boy or girl eats dopak. It's a sweet rice pudding. No, <laughs> I will never live in India. I think I will. Stick. I don't down these cultures because you know what, though? They're, this is what they're used to and of stuff. Course. But I want my cake. <laughs> you want your cake? I want to eat, eat my cake and I want it too. <laughs> That's right. That's why you make a whole cake. You take a little piece out of it, you eat it, and you still have your cake. Yes, yes. That's right. You just make sure you do it right. <laughs> <laughs> if you have any other weird birthday traditions or anything else you'd like to let us know, you can always send us an email. Oh, I have a weird birthday oh, tradition. What is your weird birthday tradition? Every year for other people's birthdays, I find this unicorn man on Facebook where he's all posing like a brony. And I posted their page and I edit their name on there. Happy birthday, blah, blah, blah. It's the best. That's awesome. It is always the best. And then I always have to apologize if I forget to put it on their page. Because everybody should receive that. I don't even do that with guys, though. I do that with girls. Well, no, no, no. Guys who like guys, I do that, too. There's been a few that have received yeah. it. Because you know what? They appreciate it just as much as us <laughs> women do. Anyway, if you'd like to send us a comment, you can send us an email at outlandishoutcasts at gmail.com. Or... You can come to our Facebook page, which you are planning to do already because you are going to leave your comment. Yes. Or maybe even on Instagram. I don't know. Go somewhere and leave that comment. But come to Facebook at Outlandish Outcast Podcast. You can also catch us on Twitter, uh, Outlandish Casts. The oddball out. Yeah, it's an outlandish one. Yeah, a little outlandish. Otherwise, you can come to Instagram at Outlandish Outcast and leave a comment or share our stuff. With your friends on any of these social media platforms. Yes. Yes, please. Otherwise, have a good week, everybody. If you are celebrating Valentine's Day, enjoy that with your special someone. We're going to watch 
Oak Island. Yes, we're going to watch Oak Island. We're going to sit at home, and I'm buying wine. I'm going to drink lots of wine. <laughs> Maybe I'll even I don't, have a drink. I don't, I don't like chocolate. Yeah. And I told you never to buy me flowers. I don't buy flowers. I don't buy chocolate. Well, no, that's a lie, but you bought me the best flowers ever. I bought rainbow flowers I with know! my picture on the vase. It was perfect. I know, and, and I show was... them off to everybody because I didn't even watch them like, get into the full bloom. I just upside down immediately. I'm like, we're driving these out. We're not even risking the petals falling off. And they still, two years later, still have the color of all the rainbow in it. Cool, cool. Well, so pretty. Have a good week, everybody. Bye. Bye.